I don't care if you're single, married, in a relationship, or casually dating around. It doesn't matter. You need to know how to flirt. Without it, you're just gonna be that one guy that she met that one time when she went out to that thing. Now, if you wanna be unforgettable, if you wanna be that guy that women fawn over and think about all the time, the guy that women desire, the guy that every other guy wants to hang around and learn from, then you gotta know how to flirt. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. My name is Pablo Rosario and welcome, welcome to episode 19. And wow, like this is wild for me because we've been at this for 19 weeks straight, like back to back to back to back. And it feels like I'm counting the weeks of a relationship. You know how like when people ask you how long you and your girl have been dating and then she goes 19 weeks and you had no clue? And so, you know, and then you know what? Now that I say that out loud, since I'm the one counting, does that make me the girlfriend in this scenario? I, I, I may need to reevaluate some things <laughs> because you know we, we, we're friends here. We're not, we're not that close. <laughs> but other than that, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're back. I'm super excited for you because today we're gonna talk about flirting, specifically the seven golden rules of flirting. You see, the last few weeks, we've been going really deep. We've been talking about masculinity and vulnerability and we got heavy. And I wanted to take this week to have some fun, to lighten things up a little bit and talk about something like flirting, something that we all love to do, something we all want to learn how to get better at. Now, I know there's a lot of dating coaches out there that will teach you techniques. And I know you want techniques and I'm going to give it to you. You're going to get techniques in future episodes. But as I've said before, I'm more of a fan of learning principles over techniques because principles will benefit you a hundred times more than any technique will. Why? Because with techniques, techniques are usually situation specific. They are locked and they're limited and they can only be used if the stars align, if you have a certain scenario. And the thing that I hate about it is that if the scenario is not exactly like you need it, then you can't use a technique. And if you can't use a technique, you miss out on your opportunity with your dream woman. Principles, on the other hand, all techniques come from principles. And when you understand principles, principles are approaches that you can apply to any situation. And when you understand that, you're gonna be able to come up with your own techniques forever and ever, regardless of what's thrown at you. And so that's why for this episode, it was with the first one that we're gonna be talking about flirting, we're going to start off with talking about the seven principles, the seven golden rules of flirting. Now, why is this important? Why should you learn how to flirt? Isn't it easier just to have a Ferrari and a million dollars in the bank? Well, yes, absolutely it's easier. If you can, do that. <laughs> but understand that those things don't compensate for having a boring, shitty personality. That's the thing, at the end of the day, after the thrill of the Ferrari's gone, after the the thrill and after you spent all the millions of dollars, what's left is your personality. And on top of that, what if those things get taken away? What if like, God forbid you lost your Ferrari, you lost your money, what then, what do you then have to lean on? 
it's your skills, your ability to flirt. Flirting is the great equalizer. It's the thing that causes women to mess with you, even if you don't check off all the boxes. And, and, and that's why I love it because, you know, you don't have to be super good looking. You don't have to be a bajillionaire. You don't have to be alpha. You don't have to be tough. You don't have to be big. You don't have to be skinny or fit or anything like that. When you're flirting, when you know how to flirt, it is a great equalizer. It's what gives you a chance against those other guys. Why? Because flirting does the one thing that's irresistible to women. And that one thing is engaging their emotions. You know that women are, are creatures of emotion. As humans, we, we are driven by our emotions, but women, they tend to be more aware and more sensitive to, uh, to them. And if you can engage a woman's emotions, you have the keys to the kingdom, my friend. Like you're unstoppable. You are in there like swimwear. And just like anybody else, you have to understand that you know women and humans, uh, we are driven and drawn to things that trigger our emotions, that make us feel emotions, and that make us feel good. So things like chocolate, sex, money, social media, video games, we go back to these things over and over again because they engage our emotions in a way that's pleasurable, in a way that we love. And if you can do that for a woman, if you can be that for a woman, you're gonna be that thing that creates the pleasure in her, that stimulates the emotion in her. That is why this skill is so important. That's why that when you're single, you want to develop the skill. More importantly, you want to develop the skill because this skill will come even more in handy when you're in a relationship. Because it's this ability to flirt, to continually engage her emotions that's gonna get her to keep coming back. That's gonna get her to continue to be interested in you, to keep the fire alive. And if you can't do that, my guy, I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. If you can't do that, there's some other guy who's looking at her that's going to do that. Like I hate to say it, but those are the laws of the jungle. If you ain't doing it, some other guy is on your girl waiting for you to mess up so they can go and give her what you're not giving her. And so that's why you wanna keep up the flirting, the banter. You wanna just keep it going to continuously make her feel good years into the relationship. And if you're a single guy, like I said, you wanna learn how to develop this. Because if you don't, you're just gonna fall into the background and you're gonna be the king of friendzoneville. That's what happens. For guys who don't know how to flirt, they get a permanent parking spot in friendzone land. I'm gonna start off with the first one. Number one, flirting, my friend, it's not bonding over similarities, but it's bonding over differences. What? Pablo, that, that, that doesn't even make sense. Well, rock with me here for a second. I put this rule number one because it is the most common thing that guys mess up when it comes to flirting. You see, the average guy, when they go and talk to women, they, they all do the same thing. They walk up to her, they say hi, they start asking questions, trying to get information from her. And then when they find something that he and the woman have in common, he goes, me too, me too, that's so awesome, that's so great. And then they stay on that topic for like the next 15 minutes until you run out of things to say. And she goes, okay, um, well, it was nice talking with you. And here you were thinking, oh, I thought I was doing so well. I thought, I, thought you know, I was building attraction. 
you weren't my friend <laughs> i'm sorry and i get it i get why you would think that because when you find out that you guys have something in common that she likes star wars too for example you think oh we're connecting that means like we're, we're in the zone together we're feeling each other and that must mean she must be attracted to me but no that's not what attraction is that's not that's not what's actually happened. So while you are connecting, no doubt, the type of connection that you're having is that of a friendship, not of that of romance. You see, that's how you make friends, by finding things you have in common. Like think about all the guys that you are good friends with. Why are you friends with them? Because you have some things in common and you bond over them. When you are talking with a woman, it is completely different, especially if you want to have a romantic relationship. I mean, think about this, right? Think about all the time you were traveling and you met someone that was from your state, from your area, from your hometown. Did you fall madly in love with them? No. If anything, you're like, oh, great. This person's from my area. We could be friends. We have something in common. And so flirting is not bonding over similarities. It's bonding over differences, playfully bonding over differences. The reason why, like, let me break it down. When you do this, right, when you bond over differences, you do this thing where you create playful tension. You engage your emotions and create this playful tension. And this is done by finding something you do not have in common with her and start to playfully tease her, start to playfully make fun of her for it. This creates excitement, tension, and it creates a challenge that women become attracted to. You position yourself as a challenge. So like, for example, instead of bonding because you're from the same state, you can bond over the difference that you're from New York and you're a Yankees fan and she is from Boston and she's a Red Sox fan and you two are from two rival states. Or another example is you like pepperoni pizza and she likes pineapple on hers. And then you tease her and question her taste on pizza. And those are just examples. It's about taking the differences between you two, playfully making fun of them, and using that to connect, to bond in a playful way. And that type of connection causes a rush of emotions. And that rush of emotions, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Like, why are roller coasters so fun? It's because of the up and down, the loop-de-loops. Like it gets your blood going, gets your emotions going all over the place. Well, flirting is the same thing. When you do it right, you are creating that rush, that up and down. And that happens when you're going back and forth, back and forth over the difference playfully. Now, when you bond over similarities, you're not going on loop-de-loops. You're going on a flat-ass ride. Like, you're like, like going on a bus ride. You're going 10 miles per hour and nothing's really fun. You're not really doing turns or anything like that. And just notice how boring that is. That's what happens when you bond over similarities. And again, maybe there's nothing really wrong with that, but for the purposes of creating attraction, especially with your woman, whether you're in a relationship or single, bonding over the differences and playfully making fun of them creates that rush. And that is what flirting is. That is what attraction is. You get me? Beautiful. So let's move on to golden rule number two, which is speed is shit, timing is everything. Now, this is actually a quote that I learned from someone that I used to coach with back when I was a dating coach with Neil Strauss. His name was George. He was phenomenal at captivating people. And he taught me a lesson, which was speed is shit, timing is everything. 
because guys nowadays like they, they, they love to rush through the interaction they love to you know you know just go fast start flirting immediately and then go and get her phone number because i think it's because they think like oh if i can do it in five minutes i'm the man or they don't have any patience and, just, and they just want to rush to the outcome and the problem with this is that when that happens you are forcing a connection and women can sense that like you are forcing yourself on that person and women can sense that and they go like um okay that was weird um anyways i'll talk to you later i gotta go and i get it you're probably thinking like pablo but it worked for other people and, you know it's what i saw on the internet it's what i saw on social media on youtube they said to say this how come it didn't work for me how come it worked for them well the reason why, like one of the reasons why, is probably because of the timing, the context and the timing. You see, what makes flirting, good flirting, so good is when it's relevant and it's when within it's the context, it's inside of the context that you're talking about. So, see, I peep this, it's flirting when it's spontaneous, when it feels spontaneous and when it feels in the moment that's when it's good. That's when it, like, it feels it feels like perfect. So when you say something flirty that has to do with the moment, you'll seem like that quick-witted guy that just came up with something right then and there, something that just happened naturally. And when you do it just right and time it just right, it'll feel and it'll seem like you said the perfect thing at the perfect time. I mean, think about like comedians. That's a, one of the best examples I can give. Like a comedian, you can tell a comedian's joke word for word, but it won't work for you like it works for him because he knows when to pause, what words to emphasize, and even how to, how to fix his face in order to deliver what he's saying. And so all in all, when you're flirting, you wanna remember rule number two, which is speed as shit. Don't try to go fast. Be patient. Wait for your window opportunity because timing is everything. You get me? Beautiful, beautiful. Let's move on to golden rule number three, which is flirting is active, not passive. Do you know the difference between active and passive flirting? If not, let me pay for you an example and you might get it. Uh, let's say you see a beautiful woman, you're attracted to her, you walk up and you start talking to her. In the back of your head, you can't get over how pretty she is and how you like to do certain unmentionable things with her. <laughs> and you want to flirt, but you don't know how. And so you don't want to risk it and you say a low risk joke. You know, just something really easy, really light, something like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we both got stuck in this hole? And she chuckles and you're wondering what happened? Why did she walk away? Why is she not attracted to me? If you've done this type of flirting before, just know that you weren't really flirting, you were passively flirting, AKA this is what I could call hope flirting. When you say, it's when you say timid jokes or, or comments, hoping that she'll latch on and hoping that she'll react, but it's really just you playing safe because you don't want to get rejected. Or on the other hand, another possible reason, it's because you want to play it safe and you don't want to offend her. Either way, it comes out of fear. And when you do this, what happens is that you inadvertently put the responsibility of flirting on her. And more importantly, actually probably more devastatingly, if I'm using that correctly, it makes you seem pleasant. That's what it does. And women don't like pleasant guys. Like, let me ask you, when the last time you talked to a woman and she was pleasant, were you thinking, oh my God, she turns me on so much. I love her pleasantness. 
I want to take her home. Were you thinking that? No. It's the same thing with women. Women are not attracted to pleasant guys. Pleasant is not an attractive trait. Pleasant guys are just that. They're just pleasant. You know, whereas the guys who flirt, on the other hand, they're not afraid to rock the boat. They know that because they rock the boat, they know that it's the movement caused by the rocking the boat that she likes. You ever heard the motion of the ocean? Yeah, rock that boat, create the motion. <laughs> That's why you have to be active in your flirting. What do I mean by being active? That means intentionally cause a little bit of tension. Intentionally, but playfully, break rapport. Rock the boat a little bit. Don't be afraid to do that. One of my favorite ways to do this is, is, is something called making a you statement. This is something that I teach my guys in the Red Velvet program, and it's one of the many ways I teach them to flirt with women, but this is probably the most powerful way. And all the way it works is that all you have to do is just make a playful, teasing comment and starting the, the phrase or the sentence with the word you. And so, like for example, instead of saying something like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we got stuck in a hole? You can say something like, you look like the type of weirdo to get stuck in a hole and say it with a little smirk on your face. Now, the reason why this works is because when you use the word you, you're personalizing the flirting statement. You're making it obvious that you're talking directly to them. I mean, think about it. As you've been listening to this podcast, I've said the word you plenty of times. That's on purpose. That's because when you hear the word you, your brain pays more attention because it's being directly called out. I'm calling you out when I say you. Imagine if as I'm talking, I'm saying, yeah, but if we do this and we do that and we need to do this, that's a whole lot different than if I said, you need to do this. And when you do this, this happens to you. That's why you have to act like this and go about things this way. You notice the difference when I start saying you, how all of a sudden you start to pay more attention? That's the power of active talking, active flirting. So direct it to them, start making you statements. Golden rule number four, throw and go. Throw and go, people, throw and go. This is it's cringe. Like I, I cringe when I see guys not follow this rule. When, and the way that like, guys don't follow this rule is that they'll say a flirting line or something and then they'll wait for a reaction. They'll pause. Like he'll say something like, well, you're pretty hot yourself and then wait. And that awkward silence. You see how awkward is this? And how I'm pausing? Yes, it's the same thing with women. And I feel for those guys, listen, if you are one of those guys that, that have done this, I feel for you. I get it. You're trying your best, and it, I feel for you. That's all I got to say, you know? And I get it. You know, the reason why probably this happens is because you're looking for a reaction. And on a subconscious level, I think it's that, that reaction. You're looking for that reaction as a confirmation as to whether or not you are okay. Like, if they don't react, then I'm not okay. If they do react, then I'm okay. So it's a constant gauging of your self-worth and your self, um, and the status of your self-wellness, if you will, and basing it on whether or not she reacts to it. And the problem with this, if you continue to do this, is that, one, it makes you look try hard. Two, it's cringy as fuck. But also, like I said, you're basing your status, your internal well-being on someone else's reaction, which you can't control. 
I mean, like, like here's the thing. Like, let's say, for instance, you went online and you went on ChatGPT <laughs> and you asked them for the perfect flirting line, the perfect flirting comeback. And this is AI, supposed to be super smart, so it, it has the best thing. And so you use it and then boom, you get no reaction. Then what? What does that mean? Does that mean you fail? Does that mean you suck? Does that mean you should never do it again? No. All it means is that it just didn't work. We don't know why, but it has nothing to do with who you are as a person. And you shouldn't really let it mean anything about who you are as a person because things, you have no control. You have no control over the people's reaction. And so long story short, you don't want to pause after you say your first line. What you wanna do, you wanna say what you wanna say and then move on to the next thing. Just keep it going, like don't even stop. Don't even look for a reaction. And the reason why is because when you do it, it's very casual. It makes you seem aloof and confident instead of the opposite, which is waiting for a reaction, which communicates desperateness and neediness. So back in the example that we use, so what does this look like? So instead of just going, oh, you're pretty hot yourself, and then pausing, how about you go, you know what? You're pretty hot yourself. How'd you even get here anyway? Who'd you come with? And you notice how I just kept going. I didn't even pause, I didn't even emphasize it. I just kept going and it seemed more natural as opposed to the other way which created that weird awkwardness. <laughs> you get me? Beautiful. All right, let's keep it moving. Rule number five, flirting as qualification. Flirt to qualify. Now, almost every guy I know when they flirt, they do it from a needy point of view. They do it from the perspective of, you know, I have to convince her, I have to prove myself to her, I have to win her over, and that's why I have to try so hard to flirt. But the problem with that is that when it fails, the guy ends up taking it personally, and you start to see yourself as, you know what, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe uh, I suck, I mean, who knows? But let me throw something at you. What if it wasn't you that wasn't funny enough for her, but she wasn't funny enough for you? What if she wasn't flirty enough for you? Think about that for a second. See, everybody, you know, talks about like, you know, flirting as a way to prove yourself, but no one talks about flirting in the context of using flirting as a way to qualify women, as a way to see if she fits what you're looking for in a partner. Now, I'm not saying that in a judging way. I'm not saying that in a douche way. I'm talking about in a respectful way. But instead of trying to prove yourself to her, what if it's a, you know, kind of like a job interview where they prove themselves to you? Whether you're seeing that as a way to see, okay, can we vibe, can we click together? Because think about it. You know, when you meet a woman, you want to be dating and going out with someone that you have fun with, someone that makes you laugh, someone that you and her humor connect and you're going back and forth. You don't want to feel like you're pulling teeth, especially like imagine being in a 10-year marriage, a 20-year marriage. Do you want to be pulling teeth for 20 years? I don't think so. And so at the beginning when you are flirting, what you want to do is that you want to, not as a way where you're doing it, oh, let me convince her, but really from the perspective of, all right, let's see if you can hang, let's see if we click, and if we do, cool, if not, no worries. And as a quick little caveat here, 
there's also a possibility if she's not laughing, it's probably because you're not funny. <laughs> and so just keep that in mind and get feedback from your friends and try to up your humor when it comes to you know your jokes and stuff. But rule number five for it to qualify. Rule number six, read the signs. Listen, men, I ain't gonna lie, we suck at reading signs. Like we are oblivious to it. The other day I was out with my girlfriend getting dinner and she goes, hey, those women were about to hit on you. And I go, what? Where? I, I, I didn't see anything. And she pointed to women who were looking my way. And it's funny, as a dating coach, I was completely oblivious to the giggling, to the looking, to the pointing. And another time, like the same thing happened to a client of mine, something similar, where he was telling me about his interaction with a woman. And he was at the supermarket and talking with her and she goes, at one point, are you flirting with me? Just like in a smiling, super flirting way. And he gets worked up, he's like, uh, I'm like, no, no, I just came to ask a question. And just ends up ejected from the conversation. And I'm like, no, she was flirting with you, man. She was flirting with you. Why do we do this? Why do we do this as a man? Why would he miss the signs? Well. One is probably we're oblivious. We just, in our own world, just not noticing what's happening around us. Uh, another possible reason is that we're scared of getting called out. And so we avoid the signs, even though they're there. Or number three, which is probably one of the most likely scenarios, we don't know the signs at all. And the sad part about it is that when you do miss the signs, you miss out on opportunities. You miss out on the, on the woman who has the, the neon sign saying, hey, dummy. I like you, come over here. Like how many times has that happened? I don't know about you, but there's been plenty of times where I've missed opportunities where I've smacked myself across the head because of missing signs and missing obvious flirting signals from women, man. And you know, but listen, we gotta take it easy because hey, you know, this is stuff that you learn. No one teaches this stuff. So um, you gotta be patient with yourself. You gotta be patient with yourself and that's why you know, golden rule number six is to read the signs. The signs will tell you everything you need to know. The signs are her way of communicating to you, hey, you're not creeping me out. I like you. I like talking with you. You can proceed forward. I'm enjoying myself with you. Now, I know you're, you're, you might be thinking, but Pop, why can't it be more obvious? Like, why can't it just be blunt? Well, what happens when you're obvious, buddy? What happens when you're blunt? How often does it work out? Almost never. <laughs> and on top of that, guys, my man, like women, they have fears just like we do. You know, they get in their head, they get nervous, so communica communicating it through body language is, is just the next best thing. And so, for example, if you are talking to a woman and you find that she continually laughs at your jokes, touches you, makes intense eye contact, asks for your name, teases or jokes with you, my friend, if she does any of these things, read the signs, Poppy, because she likes you. She likes you. <laughs> and this brings us to our final rule, which is flirting before rapport. Allow me to break this down for you. When I learned this rule, it changed everything for me. Like this was the one rule that took me from being that nice guy, that good guy, that women just end up being friends with to the biggest flirt in the room. Where women, you know, we just flirt just for fun. 
and attraction and connections started to be more frequent, started to be more consistent. And because check this out, right? In the past, what I would do is I would talk to women and I would try to get to know them. I would try to you know, find commonalities like I, like I mentioned before. Um, and I was doing this because, you know, one, I thought that's the way you did it. Like, hey, let me just see if I have anything in common. But the other thing also is I didn't want to be coming off as a douche. That's the thing. I didn't want to come off as like a, a, you know, an asshole or anything like that. I tried to come off as a good guy. But what that did was that caused me to seek rapport. And like I mentioned in rule number one, when I seek rapport, you land in the friend zone. And so I started to think to myself, well, you know, you know, these bad boys, these assholes, I mean, shit, women like them, so there must be something they're doing right. And what I found out is that when they talk to women, if you notice, right out the gate, they're flirting. They're flirting first before trying to get to know them, before trying to build rapport. And the reason why you want to do that is because it's the first impression that you're making. And, you know, and if you, and if you remember the roller coaster analogy, when you first meet someone and they immediately give you that roller coaster feeling, you are instantly attracted and fascinated by them as opposed to another person who talks like this and doesn't do anything for you. I mean, you're going to think that, all right, you know, I, I don't want to talk to this person. That's why I tell all the guys in my coaching group, the Red Velvet group, to try to resist the urge, to try to get to know her. And instead, within the first three minutes, just seek to flirt with her. Just say jokes, playfully tease, just do it out the gate. Save it for afterwards. After you flirt, then you could do rapport. It's like, it's like a baking recipe. When you flirt first, then build rapport, you have a romantic connection. But if you try to build rapport first and then flirt, it's like the friend trying to climb out of the friend zone. She's like, wait, wait, what are you doing? I thought you were just being nice to me. So that's why to avoid that, flirt first, my friend, flirt first. And when you do that, you'll see that a lot of your conversations will lean more in the flirty romantic direction than the friendly direction. Got it? So that's it. That's all I have for you. Those were the seven golden rules of flirting. To recap, they were flirting is connecting over differences, not similarities. Two, speed is shit, timing is everything. Three, be active in your flirting. Four, throw and go. Don't wait for a reaction. Five, flirt to qualify. Six, read the signs. And seven, attraction, or rather flirting before rapport. And now that I think about it, you know, I got one more bonus rule. And I think this, this one rule is the one that should go above all. And it's the umbrella rule, if you will. And that's simply enjoy yourself. When you're flirting, have fun and enjoy yourself and seek to make yourself laugh. Don't seek to get a reaction. Don't seek to make her like you. Just do it to make yourself laugh, to enjoy yourself. Flirting is supposed to be fun and that's the intention that you wanna have. And when you have that intention, when you seek out like, hey, and you have the attitude, hey, I'm just here to have fun, you'll find that she has fun with you. And once she starts having fun with you, that's when attraction happens, Poppy. You get what I'm saying? So, um, I know I just went over principles, but don't worry. In the future episode, I'm gonna break down more techniques. I know you guys want techniques, I know you love techniques, and I'm gonna give you that in future episodes. But first, I want you to learn the principles, so that way when I do explain the techniques, 
you understand them a lot better and are able to execute them a lot more effectively. And when you do that, that's game over, baby. It's fun. It's fun time. Like, let's do it. Let's have fun. You're going to see, man. Well, in the meantime and in between time, that's all I got for you today. I got to go train. I'm doing a Spartan race with the Red Velvet Group. We're doing this thing called the Year of Masculinity. And the next month that's coming up, the theme for that month is about getting in your body and using your body. And that's why we're going to run a 5K Tough Mudder coming up next month. And me, I haven't worked out in a while, so I got some work to do. I'm gonna go make that happen. I'm gonna go on a run. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and as always, I'm your boy, I'm your host, Pablo Rosario. And this, my friend, is the Red Velvet Podcast. Stay velvet out there, and I'll catch you. Oh, 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 oh,